Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Hey, John Granado here. If you've been looking for the perfect Ford F-150, look no further. Chastain Ford Summer Sales Event has the hottest prices in Houston. Experience the power and performance of the F-150 at unbeatable prices and no dealer add-ons. They have King Ranch, Lariat, Limited, Platinum, and the F-150 Lightning ready to drive off the lot. Get exclusive discounts and fantastic financing options during the Summer Sales Event with no dealer add-ons or hidden fees. Visit ChastainFord.com or their showroom, Chastain Ford, off of Homestead, not Hempstead. Offers and discounts subject to availability. Financing options subject to credit approval. See dealer for details. Hi, this is Harold Gunn. And this is Bill Olson. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Brought to you by Zadok Jewelers, KFNC and KFNC HD2, Mont Bellevue, Houston. Littlefinger Lance Zerline told him both Paul and Mike and Josh were the ones who left the trash in the studio. When we all know that Lance is the biggest slob at the effing station. Lance called Joel the villain of this station. True villains of this station? It's Lance, who we all once heard say he loved gaslighting everybody at the station. Paul called Lance the little finger of 97.5. It is flattering. You feeling such dread at the prospect of me getting what I want. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. The game show that was taking over the nation. Listen, on this game show today that we call life, electric word life, that means forever, and that's a mighty long time. I don't think this is electric word life, does he? You're the one who... What did Prince say? I don't know. I don't even know what song you're referencing. Uh, let's go crazy. Come okay. on, Dell. What the hell? Does everything have to be yin-yang twins and... <laughs> Little John at with least, you. At least it's a, and a booty music at least from a, at least it, it's booty a, music from Miami eighty years eighties era two live crew. Well, Chris Wong Wong. Finally, you showed some diversity in your slander because normally it's like, yeah, what is it? Tell uh, was Avril Lavigne, yeah, or I Evanescence. Use, I use I like yeah. Evanescence. Using yeah, that so shout out to you for showing some diversity. When I try to think of a female led band because you're, like, su- you're trying to insult me by saying Green Day. I, I, I might have been that. Green Day's great. Um, you try to insult me by suggesting I like young, I like pop stars when I was young. Is that what, is that your bit? Hey, look that when you were eighteen, you liked an eighteen year old pop no, but star. Goth stars. <laughs> You're more. Avril Lavigne wasn't a golf star. Well, she's not. But you also liked Alanis Morissette because you considered her a <laughs> what milf at the time. Is this is your narrative for me. Yeah, I don't even. I, I create narratives much, for people. You didn't hear how much? Older, you didn't hear the little intro. I heard it. We'll get into that because you were asking what we should start with. Now, we, should, listen. we should start with. The, Listen, the, I didn't know the rest things, of the lineup getting after you. Yeah, I didn't know these things were said about me, but I just think you need to take. Listen, Paul came over from Seattle. Let, let's just go through all three of these guys now. Which Paul? Who do you want to start with? Paul. Paul took his first shot at me, saying I was a slob. Okay, did that yes. happen yesterday, Sean? All of that happened yesterday. Little finger slob, villain. Yeah. All of that. Yes, because um, Paul alleges that Lance told Joel. That it was Paul who left some tissues. He probably did. And Listen, that, he probably. I did. mean, who do you think did? Listen. But he told Joel that it was Paul, and so Joel got real, not real aggressive on the text uh, with Paul, but somewhat. No he con- way. He confronted. He confronted <laughs> Paul so over text. Joel did that. That's surprising. I know. I know. It is crazy. Listen, it's called a redirect. Okay. Yeah. It- yeah, Lance did I def- do it? Lance yeah, definitely I definitely blame Paul. For I did his a big mess. deal. Yes. It's just called a redirect. Deal, but I didn't anyway? think Joel. I mean, I thought I was the obvious target. You, you thought Joel I didn't would think just Joel would it. actually think that it was uh, Paul. He well, for some reason he trusts you and yeah. and your words. Trust First me? mistake. I wouldn't. No. So we've got Paul rightfully upset about you trying to shame him or slander him, and Joel. However, Paul and him bearing comes the brunt from of Joel's Seattle rage. and is a big mainstream media guy who doesn't believe uh, all of the, you know. A radio the, host named Paul Gallant. Mm-hmm. He's mainstream media when Tucker Carlson goes after yeah. him like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tucker Carlson went after him. And then he almost had his apartment burned down in I, Seattle I during uh, during the, uh, uh, I don't know what they were called. If they were called riots there or unsettlement or. 
I don't know. But Paul almost had his uh, apartment burned down. But what does this have to so, do with you? That's what I want to know. No, what is your t- talking about Paul's like biography? Exactly. Do with you? That's the point, Dell. That's not exactly. a point. You're deflecting. That's the point. No, you're making my point for me. Okay, Thank what's you. your point? You're contradicting yourself, Dell. <laughs> no, I'm not. What's yes. your point? My point is, can he be trusted when he almost had his whole place burned down? Can he be trusted when you're Tucker blame, Carlson had to go after you? Can he be trusted when when he's known in, in the office as Two Faced because he also cheers for the Mariners and the Astros, and okay. there's a poster outside there of that. There is a poster. Can't trust him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I left it. But you can't trust him in general. Uh, Michael Connor, Josh Beard. Um, Josh Beard had a fall where he knocked himself unconscious. You think, it's or no, right? a concussion? Gave you, himself a concussion. Has falling he recovered? Down steps. Has he recovered from that? We don't know. Okay. This is the thing. If you get concussion stacking, which is very, very dangerous, mm-hmm. you know this is this is why you don't come back too early. That's why. That's Did why. Did he ever clear a protocol? That's why Tula's like a top five finalist for a comeback player of the year because all those concussions. That's right. Should Should Josh Beard even be working now? That's the question. Should we? Should we? At be, one point, he was in here with sunglasses on. Does that sound like somebody who should be at work? That sounds like light sensitivity, which means you have not passed the concussion protocol. Mm. So is Michael that, Connor is that on us slide or on him? from station to station like a weasel? You've done that, yeah, but it's different. I was doing it for for what? I was doing it for the city. <laughs> you you went over seven ninety for the city. The city was asking me to move. Okay, so but Michael did it out of selfish reasons. So we can't listen to him. He's a me guy, not a we guy like I am. So just so y'all know, if you hear it from me, it's legit. I'm a numbers guy. So you have three people. In, in really relatively relatively short order, go after you, and you're not the problem? Mm-mm. You know what they say. If you go through— And then Joel texted me and said, why am I a villain? I said, well, we just thought you looked kind of villainy, but I said, but then we landed on John. Well, you landed on John because you got afraid. Yeah. So you know that saying, if if you go through life running into a-holes, you're probably the a-hole? I don't know that saying. <laughs> so you've blamed all these other people. Maybe you're the problem, Lance. I'm just saying I've got an unstable group surrounding me. I'm not saying that they were wrong. Was it me? Yeah. Do I do little finger stuff? Absolutely not. I just sit in my room and watch tape. Except yesterday when I was supposed to be watching tape, but was at a hot, was at an urgent care for four hours. What did you do to yourself? I didn't do anything. Snacks was wrestling somebody at school, fell and broke his collarbone. And so now he was in phenomenal amounts of just immense amounts of pain. I went over a speed bump at one time, and I thought he was going to die and pass out. You know, when you yeah, apparently you're you're so the it, the pain is so much that you hear people pass out. That's what I thought was going to happen for him. I got got him to urgent care. Yes, I had already figured it out. It was going to be collarbone. I diagnosed it. I'm you're a doctor that. too, I guess. Yeah, so I sat there with him, and you know that never goes fast. Even though they tried, the nurses did a good job of helping, but you can only go as fast as you can and. So I did that all day, dealt with that, and uh, that was fun. And so that's going to have to be fun. It's his, it's his right hand, too. We do things with our right hand, not what you're thinking. Why? <laughs> but, like, what? you write, what? you type, you wipe. And are, so Are you going to wipe for him? No. And my wife said, have fun with that. I said, no, absolutely not. You are. You tell me that. It's a it's she tells me that this is my duty. This is my she like lays out the a husband's supposed to do that. the dad's supposed to do that. So I'm like, oh, that's mom category there. This is clearly not dad. Category. So how long is he? Going He's just going to have to learn how to do things left. What's the recovery like, process? Like how, what's the length of the recovery? depends? It's looking like, well, he wants to know if he can get back and play basketball. What? Um, he doesn't have a right arm. How is he going to play basketball? Yeah, he's got that dog in him, though. Yeah, he does have that dog in him, but he sits on the bench and doesn't get <laughs> yeah. games. So I just want to well, say, I guess he listen, can play basketball. you he doesn't can play. suit up and sit on the bench yeah. in, a, in a in a sling. So it's looking like uh, he can get it off maybe in, uh, I don't know, three, two to three weeks. Maybe it can come off, but he won't be. He's still going to be about eight weeks to three months, depending on f- physical therapy. I just need to know when he can wipe his own butt and. Because it's going to be today, actually. It's not. Gonna, he has a left hand. He didn't break yeah, both. You can his use your bone. left hand. Yeah, and in the typing and writing, I just need him to be able to move it enough to where he can get his stuff done. It's not like he was trying hard. Is he the bad anyway. student anyway? Or yeah. that's okay. Yeah, he got so he broke his collarbone wrestling, but he was yeah. not a wrestler. No, so he who, was wrestling around with his teammate. He goes, the doctor came in and said, or the nurse came in. And she said, okay, tell me what happened. He goes, well. 
I was I was wrestling around with a friend of mine, and I had him in a certain hold. And like he started getting specific. He goes, I had him in a hold, and I was trying to bring him down to kind of sink it in. Like, oh no, he's like doing MMA stuff. Okay. He wanted to sink something in, like his like his jujitsu. And then she and I said, "Snacks, just tell her what happened." I've asked Don't. this question before, and you kind of deflect because you always do. Is this a? Are all these incidents, whether it be his lack of, well, I would call it a clear delusional path he's going down as far as his skill set in basketball, his inability to go to class or get good grades in those classes. Now he broke a collarbone wrestling. Is it a reflection on you as a parent? You always say no, but I don't think so. they're stacking up. Much like concussions, these are stacking up. Does this say you're a bad parent? Mm. To me, the blame goes on my wife. Of course it does. Like, I would not, I would not say either that or Joel. I would not. <laughs> Joel, please. I'm just joking. I, I don't think it's me. No, I don't. Think you don't blame me. yourself at all. I don't put this. enough into it to be blamed. So, so you're uh, like, neg- if I, so your neglect means you're, you can't be blamed. No people who are invested in it. If you fail, then like, let me ask you, how much were you to blame for the, uh, the Texans over the last three years? But that's different. Well, I don't have any. To blame? I don't have any stakes with the Texans. I can't be okay, blamed. How much were you to blame uh, for the failures in the postseason from the Heat? You mean making the finals as a failure? Yeah, but losing. Okay, sure. I don't. I have no blame. Okay, I'm not associated the with Dolphins them directly. Inability to win big games this so year. So you are comparing my fandom well, asking, to your you, ability, to your parenting. I'm a fan of my kids. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. You don't. You don't sound like it. I'm their biggest fan. Um, when they do good, yeah. When those, I hear a lot of phone calls well, that's off not the air. What fans are there? Are a lot of phone calls uh, off I'll, the air. I'll follow them when they win. No, that's that's me. You can't be a bandwagon fan of your kids. Yes, that's not. That's yes, a bad, you you're a bad parent. Then if no. you are a bandwagon fan I'm of taking, your kids, I'm taking, I'm taking what I'm taking what we do in society, no. and, and it's applicable. It's na- it's a nature nurture thing. No, and so I'm just saying, okay, you know what? When you guys do well, I'm going to cheer for you. No, you can't. That's not how it works as a as a as a parent. And I'm going to tell you what, what you. Told. And here's what here's what fans also do. I'm going to tell teams what they should do. I don't know if they're going to do what I tell them to do. It's the same thing. Fans say you need to do this. You need to do that. They need to do this. I say that sometimes too. I don't think you can you can pretend like being a parent is the same as being a fan. It it speaks to your neglect and how bad of a parent you are that you're actually trying to com- compare the two. I do try. But I like to distance myself. When things go poorly? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like when... So you are like Littlefinger. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I'm like a, like a bad NFL general manager where you like I didn't even... You start leaking to people. I didn't even want them. It's not my player. You start leaking that to... Yeah, it's not my player. You leak that to media members. Just, hey, just so you know, like that wasn't me. That was the other guy in the building. I, don't know the, I didn't want it. I don't know the... Pal- you didn't get that from me, but you can say sources in the building. I don't know the palace intrigue of the Zerline household, but it, it appears on occasion that that happens quite a bit where... Sometimes that kid is your kid, not our kid, and it go. It is not. Oh no, it's not unique to you. Nicole does Every family says that your son. Yes, when your daughter. Oh yeah, she says that to me. That's that's a that's a wife move to a husband. Your son, your kids, any day. Yeah, my kids when they're in trouble, and I'm just like, hey, they're on a one year deal, club option. That's how I look at it. That's how it should be club options, but I just keep I keep. I keep giving them the club option. I keep staying in. There's a series of one-year deals that I keep, okay, we're going to re-sign this kid for another year. It's a developmental year just like Is with it a club uh, option? Trevor. It's just like with Trevor Lawrence. It's a developmental year. Sebastian's in his 15th year. That's still a developmental year. That's actually still true hoping. for him. He is still yeah. developing. Yeah. What Trent Baalke said about Trevor Lawrence ain't great. We'll talk about that as we actually do I talk think, about sports I think at some the point. Big story, I think the big story is going to be um, – Bill Belichick's not coaching this year. He's not. And I'm not sure he's coaching anymore. You think he's going to let the Shula thing, the record, just I don't go know. by the wayside? When we come back, we'll talk about it because I don't know that it's his choice, to be honest with you. I know it's my choice to drink Maestro Nobel. I know that's my choice. And it's a choice that I make generally every Friday. I've got a little uh, – it's just a little uh, – uh, just uh, a ritual that I will have some Maestro Nobel Añejo or Cristalino – on a now, I keep them refrigerated mostly to hide them in my office, in the refrigerator. But I do think it it's going to the flavor is going to be more appealing in terms of being able to to grasp all the notes 
uh, when you have a, a little two ounce or three ounce pour, I think it's going to make more sense if it's a little more warm, close to room temperature. But it's your choice. It's your call because I can tell you the Maestro Nobel goes down great in cocktails and, and ice cocktails. It goes beautifully, whether it's a silver or smoked silver, whether it's the Reposado. Those are the three that I like most with uh, with my my uh, margaritas or my cocktails. But when it comes to sipping, I love the Cristalino. I love the Añejo. And they have the, crisp, the, the Añejo Extra Cristalino. Wow. That is a high-end bottle that is phenomenal. Maybe, gonna, for me, it's the best I've ever tasted. It's made in tequila, Mexico, 11 generations. It's, it's aged properly. The ingredients are on point, and you are going to get a delicious tequila with great flavor profiles every single time at a very reasonable price. Make sure you find them. Wherever fine liquor sold, you'll find Maestro de Bell. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Planet Unicorn, hey. Planet Unicorn, Unicorn Planet. We now return you to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your regularly scheduled programming, John and Lance. We going to do that butt thing? No, no, no. He came to the world in the usual way. We'll see if we can get a Cabo Cup update later just to mostly... Uh, bug him. So, John is out. Dell is here. Day three. Sean is here. If you guys want to jump in at any point, you're welcome. 713 780 3776. You are the little finger of the, sh- of the station. Are you the worst parent at the station, too? Would you get that? There are a lot. I'm not a parent, but everyone else besides Paul. My kids say, I've got all kinds of. I can just tell you this. This is a bit for the show. I've got so many different letters from my kids, like birthday cards and father. You're a great dad. Say that on the Father's Day card that they hand wrote. wrote. So the they wrote you're in. a great dad, or was that already in the the card before they bought it? My daughter says things like, "You work so hard to provide for us. You work, work, work. Sometimes we don't even see you." And I'm like, <laughs> "You're an absentee father." No, and I'm like, "Yeah, because I'm working two jobs." <laughs> and then sometimes when you go into the room, you'll let us watch a program with you. You'll, yeah, sometimes not, not all the time. No, that and she not. Well, you warrior. can't let them watch those two. Yeah, you can't watch that. I don't want you to watch Oppenheimer, which I'm finishing right now. Why? Cause, why? Because they'll fall asleep. It's long. Yeah, it's you got and I and I'm watching it where I can't play the subtitles, and I've noticed I'm a subtitle baby now too. I can't I am. believe this. How did I become a subtitle person? I think it all started for me when I was watching um, Peaky Tom, Blinders, Tommy, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. And now I just watch them all the time now. Even though it's still in English, I'll still I'll still have. Fun. I don't. I mean, I just feel like it's. I don't know. I feel like it's not good to do that, but I'm doing it now. So, so if I don't have it. I'm blind. You're a bad dad. We that's understood and a villain. But would you would you allow your kid to be the next Keyshawn Boutte or Booty, um, depending on how you want to pronounce no, it? No, I'd like a winner. Like he was winning. Knows, no, he wasn't. I read the article. He actually, the way the article is written, so Keyshawn Butte, we need to tell everyone what's going on. So Keyshawn Butte, um, he is the wide receiver, formerly of LSU. His final year, he was drafted in the seventh round despite having first-round talent. His first game against Florida State looked like he wasn't even trying. Now, what I heard, this is what I heard from somebody at LSU. Keyshawn believed there was a certain amount of do-re-mi coming. Brian Kelly's staff came in. Um... The certain parameters were not met. And Keyshawn's like, screw this. And kind of open up a can of, I'm not really going to go my hardest. Which is interesting considering. And the Florida State gave me a two catches for 20 yards. They showed him running routes. I'm sure you watch a game. Yes, I did. He was like a non-factor. This guy was the top, one of the top wide receivers heading into the year. Much hype coming into the game. And it was a nothing. It's an interesting way to go about things considering he put money on himself performing in the game. Yeah, this is what I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. So Keyshawn Butte, so the way it's written, um, Keyshawn Butte, who is with New England right now, he was arrested and charged with computer fraud and gaming uh, prohibited from persons under 21. Louisiana State Police announced Thursday he was booked into the East Baton Rouge Parish Jail and posted a $600,000 bond. That's a pretty serious bond, by the way. Butte was released according to court documents. So what happened was he faked his, he used his mom's name, like Kayla Fortenberry. So he faked his identity so he could do that because he was underage. Um, and then he bet on himself. Now, he made 8,900 wagers over a two-year period. 
8900 which I'm guessing a lot of them were like, you know, 30, 40. Yeah, sure. Not not a not a ton of money. But I guess he put in um 137,000 initially or something like that. He had taken some money and put that in probably from, you know, whatever. Maybe I know why he was mad at LSU. <laughs> he had a gambling problem. Yeah, he needed, he needed more money. Don't rate me. But uh anyway, so he used so the affidavit said police later discovered a second account linked to Butte under the name Kayla Fortenberry open on April 5th, 2022. That account was funded by his mother's bank card, and the account's username was Kayshawn Butte 01. He didn't do very much. He put to, his freaking name on the username. He had two accounts, and, he, and they both included his name. God almighty, the stupidity. You can't draft a guy that dumb. Butte allegedly placed a wager on September 4th game between LSU and Florida State, betting he would score at least one touchdown in the game and placed another bet that he would have over 82 and a half receiving yards. Both wagers were part of an eight-leg parlay. Uh, Butte only recorded 20 receiving yards and no touchdowns, and I'm telling you, he wasn't even close. So like, how can you not try when you've got money on the line on yourself? It doesn't make any sense. He didn't look like he was playing hard, and I watched it on tape. I'm like, oh, this is bad. According to the affidavit, Butte bet 450000 total dollars when you do all of his bets, because, you know, you bet some, you win some, and then you lose some, win some, lose some. So he made bets in total of $450,000, but lost $65,000. The the final plus minus okay. ended up minus 65000 Yeah, because the way I first read it and the way they had it written in some articles was that he made all the, like, like holy Like 800 crap. something thousand dollars? Yeah. I was reading, I was like, wait a minute. 650-some-odd thousand yeah. or something. He lost 65000 that year. In 2023, he bet $186,000 total and lost 16000 So in total, he lost $71,000 is what he lost. Um, regarding a form, so LSU's been in cooperation. They say that it's, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen, except I do think he's going to, I do think the Patriots will probably get rid of him just because he's not good. Is the juice worth the squeeze? He wasn't good last year. Yeah. <laughs> And well, surprisingly enough, the Patriots draft a bad wide receiver. I, my favorite. But does this? How much did, have you paid attention to anything that's going on in Iowa? It's a crazy story. Apparently, Iowa and Iowa State, the FBI, I guess it was, they came and like geofenced an entire location just around Iowa's campus and Iowa State's, and their targets were male D one athletes. Yeah, and so they got football players, wrestlers. They were targeting. They were geofencing to see any wagers placed on. I think it was one or maybe two sites. And it was kind of like a targeted, it was a very targeted thing. The police, apparently, the um, the wrestling coach was like, this is completely against regulations and rules. And this is this violates whatever statutes, I don't know. But this was almost like a sting. You were, you were, you were not targeted for probable cause. They were just going to set up they an put entire a fence thing and see if they could catch anyone. Yeah, they did. Yeah, which is apparently legal yeah, yeah. to geofence. So I didn't know if you'd heard any of that. But the the gambling thing, this was something that was always going to be like they're going to have to put out fires. We've already seen the NFLs had to put out some fires. And I don't know a lot of people don't think it's a big deal, and they just say, "What's the deal? Just let players bet or let them bet on other sports or let them." But the problem is, players are friends with guys in other sports. True, and so the leagues. If you go back at all, if you have any historical knowledge of the Black Sox scandal from the 1900s, early 1900s, I mean, the idea that games, Pete Rose in baseball, and baseball's had mega cheating. Pete Rose is not allowed in the Hall of Fame and never will be. The idea that you could conspire to alter the uh, veracity of a game is like they can't. Boxing suffered greatly over the years Many people like me, lifelong boxing fans, just knew it just mattered who Don King wanted to win. Like, it wasn't going to matter when you saw some of Riddick Bowe versus um, uh, the Riddick Bowe fight versus Lennox Lewis. Like, it didn't matter what happened on there. One guy was going to win. And so I think the leagues are always going to be extremely concerned about making sure that you believe games are on the level. And well, I, I think this is always going to be an issue that they're going to have to, uh, fires are going to have to put out. And I don't think. You know, fans who don't care, well, the leagues care a lot, and there's a lot of money involved in there, and I don't think they're ever going to give in on any kind of money. Maybe something really minor, but it's not going to be much. When when these stories pop up about athletes gambling and now uh, particularly college athletes, I always 
my first reaction is I don't really care what's the problem, but when you lay it out, what it could lead to where games come into question, because you can't trust a gambler, particularly an athlete, not to gamble in their own games, not to be directly affected, not to directly affect the game because they're gambling on it. If I could just say, if I thought Keyshawn Butte would never gamble on LSU football while he was playing, I'd be like, well, I don't really care that he's gambling on other sporting events. But the NFL actually doesn't care as long as it's not the NFL. You're allowed to gamble on other sporting events as long as it's not the NFL. But not, but only not away from the facility. You can't do it at the facility. Yeah, you can't do like, it at the facility. Okay. That's what the Detroit, Detroit Lions guys got in trouble for. But you can never trust a player not to, you know what, maybe I'll take a pro- I'll take a prop where I get five catches. I'll, I'll bet on the under or the over because I know I'm not part of the game plan this so week. You can have an impact on it. Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. You can never trust the player not to notice a, an an angle, an advantage for himself to maybe – Or to reach out and get an – reach out to an agent and, and ensnare other – you know, an agent who has player in a different sport. I think that's one of the concerns also as you have is you, are you going to act like basketball and football players are not – they, they, they're not friends. They don't have the same agents. They don't go to the same parties or they don't know each other from college or whatever the case may be. That's the concern I know that a lot of places have. Is the, it's, it's not the game stuff. It's not the individual uh, because the individual bets are the ones that are scaring, scaring them now. But I don't know. I just thought that's an interesting one. Keishon Butte, but Butte, man, a $600,000 bond. One of them's a felony. One of them's a misdemeanor. Um, I don't think ultimately he's going to do any jail time, but that dude was arrested. Yeah. My favorite part of the story is FanDuel alerted authorities of a former college athlete gambling. Oh, what alerted them? The fact that he used his own name? Yes, that's the easy one. <laughs> Kayshawn Boutte. How hard, how difficult was it for them to figure out, oh, this might be a, a NCAA athlete that we might have to inform on. Someone says, or Jason says, I have you to hurt your leg this year in a three-way parlay. What say you? He says that about you. For me to hurt my leg in, in a, a three, parlay? In a three-way parlay. I mean, don't throw the ticket away. No. We're only in January. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 think I that hang on to that thing. I think that one's coming, too. Yeah, hang on to that thing. Let's get uh, real quick before we get to the uh, before we get to the break. Let's get Sonny in here. Sonny, what's going on? How are we doing? Hey, good morning, hey, guys. Can I predict, can I predict, uh, what, can I predict hey, what this call is going to be about? Uh, yeah, my comp to Rasheed. I knew it was going to be a Rasheed Rice. Well, That's yeah. SMU, Sonny. Yeah, There's going to be Rasheed Rice. Of course. By the way, Rasheed Rice, people talking about how, oh, Pat Mahomes has no targets. Dude, Rasheed Rice is playing really good football. He's turned into a really nice wide receiver over there. He has. Hey, I appreciate that. I love the show. But, yeah, there has been a lot of dog in the Chiefs receivers this year. And, man, I'm pumped for Rasheed. Uh, he uh, – What's interesting, though, like I watched him for years, and he was such a good downfield threat, and so I'm excited because now they're kind of showing him, showing it to him like short range, mid range, but he can go get the deep ball. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm pumped for Sunday. We got a pony on the other side, Brandon Stevens. So, you know, they're going to go head to head, hopefully. And um, man, I just had to get a call in for Rasheed. And also, we do have a hand sign. Y'all were talking Southwest Conference. We do the pony ears. So. Uh, you know, ears down, like I see it off and on, you know, whatever. Uh, if you ain't if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. All right, let's go, Rasheed. Thanks, guys. All right. You see pony ears down? Who's doing that? What, TCU or something? Who does pony ears down? And what is Who pony does, ears? What I've is never pony even, ears? Yeah, I've never seen pony ears. I'm going to have to look it up. Sean, you're a uh, – It's just – Well, you're a Texas Pony fan. ears, it's just – I'm looking at it. It's just two hands up. It's almost like – When did they start this? Because – Back in the day, it's close to almost horn frogs, which they hate. Yeah, pony ears is very close to frogs. They do pony ears down. Yeah, who does pony ears down? I've never seen pony ears down. North Texas? <laughs> no, like, it has to be as TCU. That's their big rival. But then you're too close to doing your own claws. This down. is what I'm saying. I know they would probably tell you it's not close at all. The two, because of course, everyone should know that they're clearly different. Look, Fort Bend. I mean, not Fort Bend. Fort Worth. Like they should have to play a series of all sports, and the loser has to leave Dallas. They do do that, though, don't they? They No, but they should – yeah, but they should have to keep, like, some kind of scoring system. And then one of them has to go. I can't have TCU and SMU. Why can't can't you? How does it affect you? I just don't know. They they both their ear things are the pony same. Ears. Po- yeah. I wouldn't have told anyone that to be honest. I would have come yeah, up I with something kept else. That, I would have kept that quiet. Aren't you the Mustangs? Look, I know ponies is one of your nicknames, but 
do something with Mustangs. That sounds better than pony ears. Pony ears sounds like, look at this little pony. That's not cool. No, That's it's not. Be cool. not, not the cool. Mustangs. Lean into Mustangs. Yeah. SMU. Yeah, you're not the pony. Like they do pony. Although they did call it Pony Express back yeah, in the day. Yeah, that, that was fine. And they, do, I, they might do Pony Up, I'm not sure. But the Mustangs, that's, that's tough. Who are the, most, the two most terrifying running I'll give you. Who are the, most, the two most terrifying running backs in your life, in your entire life, that you remember? Adrian when you Peterson. went against them. Okay, that's, I was that's always, good. He was yep. scary. Uh-huh. And the handshake was a, wasn't great for your for uh-huh. your hand. Uh-huh. Uh, who else? In my in my prime, my prime. In your Watching life, them in their prime. Yeah, I think Bear, Well, I was really young, but Barry and Barry Sanders was scary. <laughs> yeah, the two most terrifying that I've ever, and they're two very different times in my life. When my dad coached U of H, Eric Dickerson, it was just a matter of time before he was going to crush you, and also Chris Johnson. Um, from the Titans in and uh, East Carolina, yeah. dude, Chris Johnson. If he got one step on you, it was done. Honestly, college Reggie Bush. Yeah. What? Because well, he did it all: punt return, he could catch ball in the backfield, and obviously the the potential when he was just being hit, might when make they people the feel ball. that way right now. He yeah. may be headed in that direction. Yeah. He's, well, yeah, he's, he's already. Got, I don't know. Reggie had a pretty good rookie year, and he was good in the return game. But A-Chan's doing doing really well. We'll see how if he can hold up. Maybe he'll pro- I imagine he'll put on weight because he doesn't have to run track anymore. If he's, I don't know if he's going to play in the 180s his entire career. Um, but he held up after he got back from the those initial injuries and finished the year. But, yeah, he's been pretty good, too. But Adrian Peterson, Barry Sanders, two different backs, but scared. Scary in different ways. Yeah, they were very, very scary to me. Okay, when we come back, we'll mention uh, Bill Belichick, why I think he may never coach pro football again and come up short of the all-time record. Uh, we'll look at two coaching positions are filled. Only two to go, right? And the Bobby Sloak watch will... It's probably over, right? I think the Bobby Sloak watch is over. I, but you just... You never know because... Well, you didn't see Raheem Morris being a Falcon, so who knows what the commanders might or do. Or Canales being the... the Panthers. The Panthers. So yeah. we'll get into the hirings from yesterday... Bill Belichick, and I think Sloick, I think we're in good shape with Sloick coming back, unless you are anti that, which you, well, you're just we kind saw of what a he hater. Did. If that's we saw what he did in the divisional round. What was that? Maybe he should go. Yeah, I know. I've seen that on Twitter. 734, I want to tell you about Aqueduct Plumbing Company. Had them come out just yesterday, as a matter of fact. We had something go on with our um, uh, with garbage disposal, and they came out and got it fixed uh, pretty quickly, like everything Everything went, I asked my wife, everything was fine, everything was fine. And before you know it, boring, I'm getting a call. And my wife says, hey, Snacks did something to his arm. He's, he's crying and wailing in pain and blah, blah, blah. And she said, I am, uh, the, the, the guys, the, the plumbers are here. And I said, okay, I'll go up there. She calls me back like three minutes later. They're already done. You want me to go up there? I said, no, I'll go. But that's how quick. They were. They came in. They got it diagnosed. They snaked it out all the way to the line out in the yard. Uh, it was. They they get things done not just quickly. They diagnose quickly. They diagnose the right way. If it needs to have the cameras down there, they'll do the cameras. They've. There's a variety of of techniques that they use to make sure that the job gets done the right way the first time. And they're very reasonably priced and completely transparent. Aqueduct Plumbing Company. This is your plumber. This is our plumber. We want this to be your plumber. You can trust them. Aqueduct Plumbing Company. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. All your base are belong to us. All your base are belong to us. <laughs> Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. These three guys know this is the best part of your day. Listening to their show, that is. Conversely, it's not really their strong suit. You know, actually listening to one another. Live in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John, Lance, and Dell. All right, phone number 713-780-3776 if you want to jump in. Um, we had two hirings yesterday. The Panthers hired Dave Canales as their new head coach. He was the offense coordinator for Tampa Bay Bucks and had success with Baker Mayfield. That was... Um, you know, you kind of got Baker back. Everyone's looking for somebody who gets a quarterback right or has a quarterback playing at a high level. So Dave Canales was a very surprise. I saw his name mentioned, really hadn't heard much about him. That was pretty shocking to me. I also don't think, I also think, and I've been saying this, I don't think a lot of coaches want to coach there. 
It's not a surprise to me. To me, you don't just take any job that's available. So if you don't think that that's a place you want to go or it's going to be hard to win, you don't go there. I don't care if you don't – like, you don't you do not do that just because, uh, uh, you know, well, I may never get another job. No, you take your chances. You have confidence, and you don't walk into a job where you're going to be dead man walking if that's what you think is going to happen. So I'm unless you're Dave Canales, and best of luck to you. So, Dave – Dave did something you didn't think Bobby Sloak. Dave did something that I think Bobby Sloak. Dave doesn't know. Baker Mayfield's leaving. Bobby Sloak has got a quarterback. You think Baker Mayfield's not going to be there next year? I, I think they got to make a decision on him. Baker also could, you know, like there's talk about Baker maybe going with Raheem Morris, who had him and uh, previously. I mean, no, no. Well, what is it? There's a link to. Well, Raheem was the defensive coordinator in Baker's short time in L.A. No, that's what it was. Yeah, that's the connection. He was there, but that was Baker only played one game. Yeah, but I said, uh, I said short time that I remember. But maybe there's a connection where he'd want to go after a quarterback in Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I mean, you're if you're, you're Raheem Morris, don't you want to start? If you if they if you're in a position where you draft a young quarterback, if, if you say, hey, I don't don't pin Desmond Ritter on me, wouldn't you just draft well, a quarterback? We're skipping right over Raheem Morris, the uh, the defense coordinator from the Rams is the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And this is there's some crazy stuff going on over there, or some unexpected stuff, I should say. Uh, Rich McKay, who's the president, the CEO of football and president, he was somebody that they thought, okay, he's got a relationship with Bill Belichick. They'll be able to work together. Well, guess what? Bill Belichick's not going there. They hired Raheem Morris. Bill Belichick had two interviews. They hired Raheem Morris, who was 17 and uh, 31, I believe, Whenever he was uh, uh, at a head coach previously with Tampa, had uh, two very bad seasons and one average season, and he's getting another shot, which is fine. Raheem was the hot name coming out. He got hired as a 32-year-old, and I just don't think he was ready for it, to be honest with you, his first chance. Raheem's now like 47, I think, and I think he's I, – I, I'm, I'm interested to see how he does. He's a respected name around football, so good to see him uh, get a shot, and we'll see how he does. But uh, the interesting thing to me is that Arthur Blank now said the general manager and the head coach are reporting directly to him. They no longer report to the CEO of football, Rich McKay. Rich McKay has no power anymore. Uh, And I wonder if any of that had to do with, because supposedly Bill Belichick was the favorite coming in, but I don't, my guess is how the power structure was going to be in. Bill Belichick is only going to want to, I think he's going to be a little picky, Dell. I don't think he's going to. That's why I don't know that he would ever work for Jerry Jones. He might, and that would be a great spot for him. But if he doesn't work for Dallas next year, if Mike McCarthy doesn't get fired and Bill Belichick take over there, who's Bill Belichick is a another year older. Bill Belichick likes things a certain way. He's clearly going to have to back off of the Patriot way. He's not going to be able to have control over the personnel. Who's going to give him that? Who's hiring when everyone's looking for young guys, and you know Bill Belichick at most is three years, at most, who's going to want to hire that? And you look at what he has he has been since Tom Brady left. He's been a below-average head coach. Yeah. So how many people look at the record post-Brady and go, what, why are we rushing to go grab, give him all the power and give him every say when he has proven to be below average and maybe just flat out poor when he doesn't have the greatest quarterback of all time helping him. So I don't know. I And particularly when, with his goals in mind, yeah. if he really wants to break Shula's record, he wants to do that relatively quickly. He doesn't want to be mired in a rebuilding process. So he's going to have to look for a place where a team underachieves. He likes the quarterback and they, they still have a team built for success. So he's going to be picky and a team – and a, or or an organization have to look at it and go, hey, we're we feel like we're a coach away. It's also not like Bill Belichick has some juice. Like he would matter. A fan base would be excited about him coming in. I think most of them would. But here's the problem: it's not the owner and the organizations. Their number one focus shouldn't be getting Bill Belichick to, to you know to the fifteen more wins. They're just going to be to build a winner. And if you think you're just going to be part of a chase for. 15 wins like all that's doing is setting you back are you making are you making decisions that are best for your team long term are you just trying to win right now so bill belichick can get his who wants to do that i i'm not convinced that bill belichick ever coaches again on the on the professional level as a head coach because i think 
what he's trying to do directly is in direct opposition with his age and the amount of wins he needs. It's in direct opposition with building a team through a process and trying to win at the highest level. It's just in, in the Texan stuff, this stuff just doesn't happen very much where you go from really bad to, you know, pretty good this quickly. It's not, it's very rare. You'd have to have a unique owner in a unique situation who is fine with giving him Which three, I thought Atlanta would be. But give him three years to reach the top of the heap and, okay, we're, and then we're going to have to do this process all over again. And I don't know how many people want to jump into a, to a situation where you know it's a, it's a short-term deal. You generally want stability, and if you have success, you want that success to continue. And if Bill Belichick's going to take over your whole organization for three years and then leave, sure, it could turn out great, but then you have to you have to revamp the whole thing. And I'm not sure how many people want to do that. So I think it'll have to be, if you look forward, if you want to future cast who it could be, you'd have to look at, who is in a spot where if they don't win, they're out? It's, would it be Philly? But does Bill Belichick think Jalen Hurts is the guy for him? Because Jalen Hurts is, would still be under contract. Dude, so I think it does is it very matter? Difficult. Look who he had. True, but he wants to. But he wants to win a lot of games. Jalen has quickly. won a lot of games. Well, we'll see with whoever the OC is. Um, but do, but I imagine Bill Belichick wants to go out with one more title without Tom Brady to well, submit can, the legacy as well. Know. Want what you want. This is what I'm, this is what I'm I mean, saying. Jalen gives you the best chance, and Dak, yeah, Dallas, well, well, Dallas, Dallas would be enough. I think the fit, if Jerry Jones would be okay with it, would be Dallas after yeah. this, after this year. What if? What if I threw you this? What if Dallas gets off to a three and three start, three and four start? They fire McCarthy. Any chance you would see? And this never happens. An interim, interim, co- interim coach is coming in from out the outside. That like never happens. So I don't think that would happen. But I'm just trying to think of. Bill Belichick is unless he gets the Washington job, which I don't think he's going to be in line for. And what's the other jobs? The uh, Seattle. Seattle. Job. I don't see. I mean, I could see him working with John Schneider. I could. I could see him doing that. I just haven't really. Has he even interviewed there? I don't think so. I ben think Johnson's going to get one of these jobs if he wants them. Slowick, in theory, could get the other one. Mike Vrabel. Here's the thing that scares me a little bit. Mike Vrabel. Um, Mike Vrabel. A lot of people tied him in with the Titans. Let's see if Vrabel gets one of these jobs. The two vets that people are looking at, Pete Carroll's done. He won't get a head coaching job anywhere. But but Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel are the two vets. Am I missing somebody else? Uh, ben Johnson, that's the that's the, the coordinator. So those three, but I don't hear Belichick and like... Did he interview any place but Atlanta? I, I got to see. So. I, I'm not sure, but I do know this. Bobby Slowick could still, you know, the more I work through this, Bobby Slowick could still be on the menu for one of those two teams. Because if they don't go with the two veteran coaches, um, who are the the hot coordinators? I mean, is anyone going to interview? Is Mike McDonald, uh, is he, has he interviewed? I don't know. I haven't seen his name. But Mike McDonald, the defense coordinator for the Ravens, that's got to be a hot Well, I saw somewhere. the commanders wouldn't be making any decisions until after championship weekend because I think they do want to talk to him. Good. So, I, Mike so I think the commander's job, at least according to reports, will stay open because they have interest in some of these coordinators that are involved in championship weekend. So uh, Slowick probably won't get that one either. I think um, John's fears can be put to rest. It, it appears at this moment that we're one Mike McDonald great interview away f- from possibly not having to worry about Slowick for another year. Good. 747 here on the bench. We're running a little bit late, but we'll uh, – We'll get you in here on the other side, Key 713-780-3776. I want to tell you about Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMCs. Their great selection that they have for for them, it is all about making sure that you find the car that you want and not one that they're pushing on you. A lot of dealers, what will happen is a lot of dealerships have salespeople, and they'll have, I'll tell you a little dirty little secret, they'll have have vehicles they're having a hard time moving, and so they'll create little incentives behind the scene that, hey, if you guys can sell this car, you get this, or you'll get tickets to this, or you'll get this. And before you know it, they're trying to push a car off on you that you don't necessarily want. Well, when it comes to uh, Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC, that is never, ever, ever the way that that's going to work with Craig DeSurf. Craig DeSurf wants you to get the vehicle that you want, the interior you want, the exterior features you want, whether it's a pickup truck like Chevy Silverado or the GMC, uh, Sierra, whether it is a crossover vehicle like the Buick Enclave, uh, they're going to make sure that they find what you're looking for. Not just colors, 
but also the accessories. And if they don't have them, they can put accessories in your vehicle or on your vehicle that you're looking for. They want you to be happy with not just price, but also selection and, of course, service. It's Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC. Start your car buying experience online at LanceZCars.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I'm an idea man, Chuck. What if you mix mayonnaise right in the can with the tuna fish? Hold it. Take live tuna fish and feed them mayonnaise. You're looking for a sports book? I got it for you. DraftKings Sportsbook. Just two hours and 15 minutes down the road right here on I-10. Lake Charles is awesome, awesome, awesome because you don't have to fly all the way to Vegas. All that expense of getting a flight to Las Vegas, all the time it takes to get there, and and then going from the airport to the hotel, that's about five or six hours when you could already been playing for three or four hours right here in Lake Charles. It's great. And the, the sports book is as good as any sports book you're going to find. 3,200 square feet of LED screens, 12,000 square foot of premier sports betting. You've got live blackjack games in the sports book, bar top video, poker, and slots, full service restaurant with wings, pizza, dogs, nachos, and more. It's perfect. And then the hotel is as good as you're going to find in Las Vegas. Plus, you've got 18 hole championship golf course. Plus, you've got the pool. Plus, you've got restaurants and blue martini. Casino, all of it at goldennugget.com slash Lake Charles. Make your table reservation now, goldennugget.com slash Lake Charles. If you really want to keep listening to John and Lance this morning, I guess I'll allow it. Oh, wait, the true gatekeeper of the Veritex Community Bank Studios is here. That's Dell. Dell, what say you? He says you can keep listening. All right, let's get to, uh, we told you when you call, <clears throat> it's the shortest wait time in the history of radio. You stole that bit from another show. Did I? Yes, it's a show I was a part of, but you stole that bit. That's a Raheel and I bit, and you stole that from him. Oh, I just say whatever I hear. <laughs> I and make it my own. You're a parrot. I understand. 713-780-3776. It's the shortest wait time in history. Uh, I started that. No, you let's didn't. Let's get Keith in here. What's going on, Keith? How you doing? Hey, guys, love the show. Would have loved to get in yesterday. Want to stay on the Bill Belichick conversation. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. He's not going to Seattle. It's going to be Vrabel. He's not going to Washington. They're waiting on the Lions to lose for Ben Johnson. Hear me out. You ready for this? Bill Belichick, head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. What do you think? I think Sharon Moore is going to be named within the next two days. What? A, fine. Your your whack of dude theory is fine. Um, can we get into passive aggressive Keith for a second? Would have been great to be on yesterday. He, he, he also tweeted, "Hey yesterday. guys, I was on for forty minutes yesterday." You could have said what you wanted to say yesterday. You could have got that in right now. Yeah, I, I it's a new character, passive aggressive Keith. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. I haven't met him yet. It, it used to be street free agent Keith. Now it's passive. Now it's aggressive passive Keith. aggressive. Keith uh, would have been great to get in yesterday. Yeah, I, I recognize what yeah. you're doing. I didn't think you did, but yeah. Hey, would have been great to get on. Let me talk and stay on Belichick. Wait, wait, what's the other thing? Hold on. Said? Oh, so would have been Look, great he to get would on. Disagree. Okay, he would disagree that we have the shortest wait times. Yes, he was on for because <laughs> he let it be known he was on for over 40 minutes yesterday. Yeah. And then he let, also would have been great to get on. I don't think Bill Belichick is going to Michigan because it doesn't it doesn't line up with his goals. I don't know if Michigan's looking to hire Bill Belichick either. No, I don't think Bill Belichick's. All right, you so, know what Bill uh, Belichick wants to do? Convince 17, 8-year-olds to come uh, to school. I need to know about this NIL and, uh, transfer portal. Find out you guys want to portal in. It's on to Rutgers. I don't want to hear him say it's on to Rutgers. <laughs> Look, unlike I'm going to say highly unlikely. It doesn't feel like a man who wants to sit in the locker room and convince, well, travel to to the outskirts of, you know, Grand Rapids and maybe take a trip to Carmel to go get an offensive lineman to come recruit. Come no. play at Michigan. Doesn't feel like it. I like the, you know, I like the little theory there, Keith, but it's not, the college game is not for Bill Belichick. I don't know when the last time he's ever been in college. I mean, he's been in pros forever. So, no, I don't, I don't see that happening. I'm telling you, I just don't know that Bill Belichick as head coach is, I think maybe Bobby Sloak will be head, hired as the head coach before Bill Belichick, which would mean that maybe it's next year. And Bill Belichick has to be available for next year. What does he do in the meantime? Does he keep himself in the public by doing media? That doesn't seem like him at all. 
he does his radio show, do you think he would continue to make? Oh uh, yeah, I guess he does. He shows up for documentaries and stuff. I don't know. If, well, I don't know if he'll be on the, the Sunday morning shows. Do you think he'll do that, something like that? How much bigger can the desk get? It's true. They're all like what ne- six what, deep. What network now? has room for him? Well, Jimmy Johnson's getting up there. Maybe they get rid of Jimmy and put Bill Belichick. Bring this one. Yeah, just get one out. Bring maybe the other so. one in. Maybe so. Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? I think that's. I think that's really all I wanted to cover from a Bill Belichick standpoint. I just. I just. Uh, I never. It never made sense to me that everyone thought he was going to be this. To me, he was a very targeted target, either for the Chargers or the Falcons. It really didn't make sense why he wanted to go to Atlanta. Rich McKay, maybe, because he has a background with that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe a weak weak division? Yeah, they have some offensive talent on that roster, but does the appeal, and he knows what what working with below-average quarterbacks can do to your team, why would he want to sign up for that again? Well, look at the head coaches. Brian Callahan, Tennessee, which I didn't think Tennessee is a a great job. It's got, it's got, it's okay if Will, if Will Levis can be the quarterback, it'd be a pretty good job. Brian Callahan, um, you have, by the way, Dan Quinn is expected to get a second interview for the commander's job this week. So that might be somebody who who also, that's definitely going to be somebody who's in the mix. I think we're safe with Bobby Sloak. But you look at it, it's Callahan, coordinator, Tennessee. Raheem Morris, defense coordinator, but former head coach uh, in the league. He is with Atlanta now. And then uh, Canales, Dave Canales, is an offense coordinator who's going over to. This is the thing. This is what they're looking for. They're looking for younger coordinators. Raheem's not young anymore, but they're looking for younger coordinators. So we get one more year of Bobby Slowick, and that's it. And if he doesn't get hired next year, it was a bad year for the Texans. That's, that's all there is to it. It was a really bad, really bad year for the Texans. Uh, when we come back, we're going to jump into a little bit of the – the. Uh, there's some history that was made on the in the basketball world. And then – Want to get into the actual games this weekend and see kind of where your head is on a couple of these and what it's going to take for specifically for the Lions to go. And I want to talk about the Lions as a as a sports town. There's a lot being made about the the sad sack Lions and the poor sports town. This is the this is the team everyone's cheering for now. So I want to get into that as well. Seven fifty seven here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. You can listen online. You can on the app. You can check out our YouTube channel. Go to ESPN 97.5 on the YouTube channel. Just click live, and you can watch the show as you listen along right here uh, throughout the day. ESPN 97.5.com. We keep getting away with it. I want the ball. Keep it the ball. 